0: Good evening, Newark, and welcome back once again to our evening broadcast. I'm so glad to be able to join you this Sunday evening and continue the second lesson in our theme topic this week on baptism. And so it's my pleasure to come to you tonight, and I get to talk about a different aspect of baptism, and I want to spend a little bit of time talking about water why water? What does what this deal with water? And then in the New Testament, this idea that people have to get wet, and what does this have to do with being saved, and why would God want us all to somehow be connected to water? So, let's dive into a few scriptures here. If you can turn in your Bibles later on, you can check this out. But in Matthew chapter 3, we find the story of John the Baptist. And if you were to do a quick word search, you'd find that the idea of baptism, does not show up in the Old Testament. It's something that seems to show up in the New Testament. And we have this character named John the Baptist. Why is he called John the Baptist? Because he was the one who was doing much baptisms. And so many people from all over the nation are coming out to hear him, including the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The religious leaders themselves are coming to hear this wilderness preacher who's living outside of the populated areas. And right now in this story, he's down by the Jordan River and he's baptizing and people have come out to hear his proclamation, his message that God will be returning and that they need to get repaired. They need to be prepared because their salvation is finally coming. And this long awaited Messiah will soon be here. But before he comes, they need to get ready. And so as he's baptizing all of these people, they're coming down into the water And they're getting dunked down in the water. And the scripture says that it's a baptism unto repentance. In other words, he is calling people to turn away from their behavior, to change the way that they're living. And even the Pharisees and the Sadducees are coming out to hear his message. And he's actually upset by this because he doesn't feel that they're serious. He doesn't feel that they are actually there to be baptized for the correct reasons. But let's back up just a little bit because we don't see this baptism thing in the old testament and then when the new testament opens here we are matthew chapter 3 we're already talking about this baptism thing so where does this come from it develops somewhere in what you may call the intertestamental period this 400 years between the close of malachi and the story of jesus and during this period as jewish ceremonial law required some sort of cleansing it became more and more ritualized and developed these purification rites, this desire to be pure and clean when they'd come to the temple. And they developed these things called mikvahs. And these stone, large containers full of water, the closest modern day equivalent to it is honestly like a small little wading pool or maybe like a hot tub. That might even be a closer. Think a stone thing with steps in it that people step down into and they would dunk themselves under the water to wash their body. And in washing their body, they were also symbolically purifying themselves and washing themselves to get ready for different ceremonial and religious purposes. So, this idea of washing yourself to be clean is not new when we get to John. It's already an established Jewish practice. And so, John is out baptizing, and it says very specifically he's out by the Jordan River because there's lots of water there. And so, a big part of his preaching was this call for people to be cleaned. It was a message of repentance, turning away from their sin. And so, this water came to represent something symbolic of cleansing, not only of a physical nature, as in washing dirt off the body, but also in a spiritual sense, the idea that people would be washed. Now, I can go wash my hands. It's a good thing to do right now. And that, in and of itself, does not somehow spiritually cleanse my body. The physical act of washing my body may clean it, but it doesn't clean my spirit. This must be accompanied by a right attitude. It must be accompanied with a turn towards God. And that's what John was doing. John the Baptist was calling people in a message of repentance to turn away from the way that they were living, to set aside their selfish behavior, and to get their hearts ready for this Messiah who would be coming back soon. And a way they could demonstrate that they were changing their life, a way that they could demonstrate both outwardly in a public confession, but also in their covenant relationship with God, that they were making these changes was to be washed and to start anew. And so John calls people to this baptism and they dunk under the water. It's not just like a little bit of wet. It's not a sprinkling. It's not a little bit of water that may be poured on top of someone's head, unlike some certain Christian faith traditions that have developed that over time. If we want to be biblical, it's a full immersion. It's the idea of going completely under the water. And that going under of the water was also symbolic of a burial. And I don't want to touch too much on that because we're going to get to that later this week. Tonight, we're talking about water. Why didn't God use... Some other way for us to represent that we were being made right and cleaned with him. He chose water. Water is an important symbol. We see it at the very beginning in the story of Genesis. As the waters are separated and God begins to order the universe. We see a garden with this tree of life and a river flowing through it. You get all the way to the end of the story in Revelation, and we see a river flowing out of this new Jerusalem, representing life. And so water in the ancient world, depending on its context, if we're talking about the sea or something like that, it represented chaos. It represented something that was uncontrollable. It represented the forces out there that were powerful, that no one fully understood. But water also represented life. Water also represented The moving and the change of the spirit. We see Jesus later in the Gospels talking about out of your heart, out of your belly, to use the more proper term, would flow these rivers of living water, this life-giving water, talking about the spirit that would be poured out. So we see water used symbolically in multiple different ways in the scriptures. When it comes to baptism and this idea of being baptized, this water that we go down into Not a little sprinkling, but a full immersion, getting covered up by this water serves as a burial, which again we'll touch on later this week, but it also serves as a cleansing. And this life giving water changes you, and you come up out of this water and you are cleaned, but it's a heart cleansing. Peter has a few verses that are excellent to help demonstrate this idea of this symbolism. I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation, and I'm reading from 1 Peter chapter 3. And so starting at verse 20, it says, those who disobeyed God long ago, when God waited patiently while Noah was building his boat, only eight people were saved from drowning in that terrible flood. Again, a reference to Noah and the flood account that we find back in Genesis. And look at this. This is 1 Peter, chapter 3, verse 21, and that water is a picture, some translations say symbol, it is a picture of baptism, which now saves you. Watch this. Not by removing dirt from your body, but as a response to God from a clean conscience. It is effective because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This water doesn't physically save us. This water is not just the idea of washing dirt from your body, but as a clean conscience, as you turn your heart and your mind toward God and you say, you know what? I want to live differently. Notice I keep referring to this because water is intrinsically tied with repentance. When people turn their life around and when they want to live different, when they want to radically change how they are and they're they're sick of how they used to live That's an act of repentance as they turn towards God. And married with this idea of repentance is the idea of being washed and cleaned and starting over. Have you ever heard someone use the expression that they want to make a fresh start? The idea that they want to wipe the slate clean. You can probably think of other metaphors that get at the idea of resetting and starting over. When someone wants a new take on life, I could keep going, but you get the idea. It's the same thing in a spiritual sense, that when we turn our lives to God, we want to be made new. We want a fresh start with God. And we get that opportunity through baptism. And so the water physically gets us wet and it washes the body. But spiritually and symbolically, it washes our heart it washes our mind. It changes how we live. As the scripture that I read out of First Peter makes reference to, it's not just the removal of dirt, but it's a response out of a clean conscience towards God. Does the water save us? No. No. We are saved by faith through Jesus Christ. Scripture is clear on that. But also, as we grow closer to God, As we love Him and as we have a desire to be made right with Him, we want to be obedient to what the Scripture calls us to. And so we, in faith, get baptized. And it should be an exciting thing. It should be a celebratory thing. It's a wonderful thing when you get baptized. It should be something you want to do, not something you're forced to do because you're recognizing, I'm making a fresh start. I am washing myself and starting over. When a new baby is born, one of the first things that happens to that baby is they are washed and they are cleaned and their life here on earth begins. And likewise, when we turn towards Christ, see how closely this is tied with repentance? When we turn towards Christ and our life begins anew in him, when our new birth takes place, as Jesus described, it's a birth of water and spirit. The water part is the baptism when that new birth happens, we're washed and it's with water and it cleanses us and it makes us right with him. And so let me take a moment and give an appeal to those of you who may be watching and perhaps you have not yet experienced this for yourself. I would invite you, and it's an invitation. Nobody needs to force you. But I would invite you as you draw closer to God and as you feel him tugging on your heart and as he begins to speak to you and you begin to hear his voice and you realize, I need to live differently. I need to change something about me. And you decide to have a conversation with God and you say, I'm not going to live this way anymore. God, help me to change. Forgive me for what I've done wrong. Help me to be a new person. That is an act of repentance. That simple act of saying, I'm sorry, I need you, Lord, help me to change, that is repentance. And married with that, you then need to be baptized. And when you get baptized, it needs to be in water It needs to be full submersion, meaning your whole body needs to be covered with water, not a little sprinkle, not a little something poured on your head. And again, we'll get to that in Tuesday's broadcast, this whole idea of burial and why we go under the water. So I don't want to say too much there. And it also needs to be in the name of Jesus. And if you're not familiar with that, you're wondering what that is, We'll get to that in Wednesday's broadcast, our live Bible study. And we're going to talk about the significance of the name of Jesus and why we're baptized in the name of Jesus. But for tonight's purpose, we're talking about water and this idea of washing and cleansing. And that washing and cleansing is available to anyone. If you're listening to me tonight, such as our church family, and I know the majority of you have been baptized and you've been baptized in the name of Jesus, take this as an opportunity to celebrate Once again, what God has done for you, let us not forget and let us not take for granted how God has so drastically and radically changed our life. And in our broken state, when we could not save ourselves, he was willing to take us with all of our filth, with all of our dirt, with everything that was wrong with us. And he said, I want you and I want to be in relationship with you. And he gives us this opportunity to be washed and to start over. And then he fills us with his Holy Spirit. You can go read in the book of Acts in chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost, as Peter and the other disciples are preaching to this crowd that's gathered to hear them. In Acts 2.38, Peter calls them to an act of repentance after they've heard his message of Jesus. And they've said, what should we do? And he says, you need to repent that's turning your life. And you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins, for that washing away of all that dirt and filth of your previous life. And you'll receive that gift of the Holy Spirit. And again, later this week, we're going to talk about why we get fully covered in water. It's a symbolic act of burial. And we're also going to talk about the significance of the name of Jesus. So you don't want to miss those broadcasts either. So tonight, if you've already been baptized in Jesus' name, celebrate once again this powerful, miraculous, spiritually significant moment in your walk with God. And if you have not yet had this experience, be reminded that it's available to you, and God desires to have you come closer to Him. And as you turn towards Him, He desires for you to be washed, and you have an opportunity for a fresh start, a new life in Christ. Would you pray a quick prayer with me as we close tonight? Heavenly Father, we thank you that even in our brokenness, you will take us and you'll make us right with you. And you've made a way for that to happen. Help us to turn our hearts towards you and to repent and change our ways and to ask for your forgiveness. And if anybody's listening to this broadcast and they have not experienced the wonderful, exciting, celebratory, saving power of baptism in your name, speak to their heart and make that clear to them. Provide them an opportunity for that to happen soon. And for those of us who have experienced this, may we never forget it. And once again, let's celebrate together the fact that we are washed And now we're waiting for your return. We have been cleansed in your name and you made it possible for us through the power of water baptism. God bless you all. Have a good night.